I've, Girl, got, a, Seth I've got a bottle of water. <laughs> then you're all ready to go, yeah. Todd. The recorders, I think, are all on. Yep, they are. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the new media show. And as Rob and I were just, you know, those of you listening to the podcast didn't hear this, but we've been busy. It's busy. Yes. Busy, busy, busy times. It's it's insane. I, I'm just, I'm, I'm astonished, to be honest with you, how busy it's been. But uh, I, I did get a quick bite to eat before the show, so I'm not going to go into, you know, being low sugar and fall out of here. Well, I might fall asleep now that I've got food in my stomach. But anyway, welcome to the podcast, everyone. Hey, Rob, how you doing? I'm doing great, Todd. Well, you know... <laughs> I'm kind of playing around with lights in my studio right now, so you're going to see some weird things happen over yeah, the next couple of episodes. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. It takes a while to get them dialed in. I've got, you know, 10 years of experience of getting them dialed in, so right. you're new. I'm just getting started in this game. So, yep. um, anyway, it's uh, been it's been interesting because the calls that at least I'm getting, or my company's getting, is corporate America is holy crap, they have woken up to podcasting. Well, that and doing, doing virtual stuff, virtual online webinars, you know, conference type activities too. I mean, I mean, I'm sure you've seen the NAB express thing that's going on yeah. right, right now with the NAB show where they're, they're working with all their, their vendors to put on, you know, kind of like a common promotions platform for all the companies that were going to be exhibiting at the NAB. Uh, to put on virtual events. We didn't get invited, did you? It, well, I got an email from the NAB promoting this NAB Show Express, right. essentially. And it listed all of the exhibitors that were supposed to be at the NAB Show that they're now going to publicly promote on a website mm -hmm. to to drive traffic to their their supposed exhibitors that they were going to have. And then there's a resource in there for all of the companies to put on uh, virtual events that they can put on and NAB will promote them. Oh, okay. And, and so, you know, there is some other educational stuff that's coming down the pike from the NAB as well, that the exhibitors could, you know, like create a pre-produced video and make it available and they'll promote it. So. You know, I think that what we're seeing here, Todd, and I think that this is a much bigger Uber issue here is we're seeing, you know, people starting to really shift to online content creation more than they ever have before. I think, uh, you know, this offline stuff is what's still been strong out there. Yep. Um, going to events, doing trade shows, all this kind of stuff like that. But we're seeing a significant shift over to doing things online now, yeah. which is what we've been doing all along. But yep. It's just the game has been up. There's a lot more content being created in virtual events. Um, you know, I don't know what you're seeing, Todd, but that's what I'm seeing. Well, you know, in regards to NAB, I took option two. I don't know if you know Did what that is. <laughs> uh, yes, that would be putting the money into a future event. That's right. So I, I get, yeah. I get 75% next year right. minus some costs. I didn't get everything back. It doesn't look like percentage right second year and a percentage to third so <laughs> right so it took up we took option two um yep. and what that is is you pay to go to any b <laughs> big money and you don't get your booth money back but they 
they basically, I'm happy because, uh, you know, we're not on any money yet with them. So that's, that's the main thing as long as I go for the next three years. But I, you know, I think what we've been just seeing from the, from the, you know, basically the calls coming in is that companies that have never, ever considered doing podcasting is now it's like they can't get going fast enough. And, um, so that's, you know, obviously the, you know, you make, uh, you make hay while the sun shines. So that's what we're doing. But I walk out, of, I walked out of here yesterday at like 8 PM and, uh, got back to the house and face planted. Literally uh, I, I'm zoomed out, you know, it, it, zoomed out. I think I spent six hours on zoom yesterday. So I'm zoomed out today right. has been, uh, how many hours have I been on Zoom today? So 30 minutes, an hour, hour 30. So no other well, platforms, just all Zoom? It's mostly four and a half hours on Zoom. So if I'm making the meeting appointments, I'm doing it on Zoom. We've had a couple oh, of go-to-meeting oh. sessions. Gotcha. But, okay, so you're actually <laughs> setting the platform to do with the, but, the meetings that you're doing. Pe other people aren't doing that? Sometimes people are, but I either I'm on go-to-meeting right. or I'm Zoom or on some other. And no one right. wants to do just a phone call anymore. You got to, you know, you got to have the the visual going on. So, uh, yeah. yeah, it's, it's been fun. It's you know, well, it's just been crazy busy, but you know, again, you're not, not complaining. It just shows you that, uh, the podcasting space in itself is, Oh, I don't even want to say this word. We're weathering the storm. Well, I'll just say it that way. We're knock on wood here. Right. We're, we're, weathering we're lucky, Todd. We're, we're, we're very lucky. Incredibly lucky. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, actually, uh, one of my team members put in for vacation and uh, for two days vacation. And uh, the, you know, the, he, what, what was put in for the reason for vacation was, you know, I just need a, I need a mental timeout. You know, I just need a right. break. Right. And, um, so our support team has, has been slammed um, mm -hmm. with lots of, you know, new podcasters, people calling in for individual questions. Our ticket volume is double what it's been in the past. I, I don't know if everyone's seeing this. We are. Yeah. I'd, no, I'd say, I'd say we're, we're up 50% uh, right. volume wise. Yeah. And, um, and it's, it runs the full gamut from people starting a second show to, we talked about this before starting a second second show or it just it just runs the just runs the gamut there you know right it's really really interesting i mean you see a lot of the the doomsayers about what's happening you know it's saying that you know we're going into a you know a probably a, probably a depression or whatever like that and the gdp is falling like a rock but you know, you look at the stock market, the stock market seems to be fairly stable, uh, well, which is really a, interesting to me. Rob, it took a beating. <laughs> it's down 6,000 points or some ridiculous numbers. So I'm not well, even, I'm, I'm not even looking to be honest with you. No, no. I'm just saying just, I mean, I would have thought it would have been a lot worse. Well, it's, saying. it's been a bloodbath. Don't look at your 401k. Oh no, I'm, I, I'm, I'm heavily invested in the stock market, Todd. Like, it's just that I'm, I'm, I'm heavily invested in stocks that, um, uh, are, are strong. 
Well, yeah. that's that's good. And if you're on the mutuals or whatever, you, you know, but most people no, are straight stocks. Well, Listen most people are stocks. not straight stocks. Most people are yeah. have a yeah. yeah so anyway, um, you know, yeah, you're, you're I mean, fortunate I mean, if you're doing OK with your stocks. But um, well, I, just, I think it's, oh, shit. you know, that does it. Mine does the same thing, too. It, it it talks to me when it's just it just all of a sudden says connect connect to the Wi-Fi right now. It, those they're listing something triggered that. I know, and I I, I just unplugged her. <laughs> <laughs> Rob is saying DoD is not liking Zoom. Microsoft Teams. Rob, call me surprised. I'm less. I'm surprised you're even able to use any type of virtual meeting on those machines. They're so so tightly locked down. Hi, Stephanie. How are you? If you're watching on Facebook, make sure you say hi. I should remind everybody, we're on YouTube, we're on Twitch, we're on Twitter. Um, live. Both, live we're live. Those yes, all right. those places. Right. But, so I, I guess we'll just, you know, we'll see how this, here's the thing that I'm concerned about. Okay, so, knock on wood again, we're seeing up, uh, podcast companies are seeing uptick in business. But what happens? I'm concerned about not today. I'm Long looking term, three, right. four, five months down the road. And, right. uh, you know, some of the economy is starting to kickstart and starting to get going again and trying, which is good. But there's going to be, you know, it's just like, you know, I during a, a call I had with Barry, our legal counsel, I'm like, okay, what is the state of Ohio saying? Can we... Right are we allowed to bring any employees back to work or, you know, and we read the thing and said, Nope, we're not, cannot yet. Cannot bring employees back to work. Um, I'm bringing, you know, I've got a couple of new people that are starting something. How am I starting new employees remotely? And so, you know, that is a, a challenge in itself, you know, planned, you know, planned hires, you know, so, right. um, yeah, and, and we're hiring people too. So I I think there's quite a few companies in the podcasting space that are continuing to operate normally like we have. I would say, you know, that the news coming out of the medium right now is a little oh, on the thin side. Slow. There's not a lot um, being, you know, being launched or initiated, mm -hmm. though I think that there's some big stuff coming in May. Um, but it's just a matter of, you know, like you say, Todd, I think that the, the test is going to be, what does this market look like three months from now? Right, right. Or two months from now? Yeah. Are, are we as platform uh, owners and service providers going to continue to see growth three months out? Because as we both know, that 26 or whatever it is, million people that file for unemployment is just the kind of the tip of the iceberg. Yep. Um, there's lots of people that have maybe given up on trying to find a, you know, a new job and those aren't counted in the numbers. Well, it's not, right? it's not even that it's businesses that are, are falling over. Uh, business failures are up 200%. So right. people that may have had a business and we had a podcast associated with the and business. Those people don't qualify for unemployment. Uh, depends. I mean, if you've, I mean, if you're a sole proprietorship launching a, like a, like a, your own small grocery store. I don't know that you're, I mean, unless yeah, you're it, considered an employee of the company. Most, most sole proprietors, if they're smart, are paying themselves a paycheck. So, right. And they can so lay they themselves off. To, yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. And there's, there's even stuff for gig economy now that can claim unemployment it takes a little longer, but right. you know, if you're in the state of Hawaii, they've only had been able to process one third 
of right. all their unemployment claims are been paid since March 1st. So you got right. two people that have been unemployed with no, no, no income, zero. Right. And so, you know, you got states are behind in unemployment payments. So I don't, I will see, you know, and yeah, have you seen any, um, Todd, have you heard of any of the, any podcasting companies that have laid people off because of all this? Have you heard of any? I haven't. I haven't had time to talk to nobody right. except for well, you. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, fair enough. <laughs> so I don't know if it, are any of you that are listening. I know some of you work for podcast companies. I know some of you listen. Have you laid anybody off? Yeah, I'm curious. I'm curious Me too. About it. But it is definitely the news is thin. It is very very thin. You know when uh, when when the headline today is I'm a professional podcast promoter makes the news list that tells you things are pretty thin. Yeah. And if you look at the list of stories that are coming out, it's, uh, you know, like even, well, yesterday, yesterday was the lightest news day I've ever seen on yeah. pod news. Yeah. Now the Webby awards have been announced. Don't you have to pay to play yes. on the yeah, Webby awards? Do. Yeah. Yeah. It's I think such it's a like, uh, 300 hundred, bucks or something. Yeah. A couple hundred bucks or something like so that. So it, it, it cracks, even be nominated. it cracks me up. Oh, oh, judges gets to get to vote separately. So, you know, Credlin's a voter over there, but you have to pay to, you have to pay big money to pay, to play on the web. Of course you have to pay to play to be in the podcast awards too, but we have a big, huge registration process of 25 bucks. So yeah, I used to be a judge of the Webby awards too, for many years, but yeah. I, I dropped out of it. So, and don't forget if you're listening to this and you haven't registered yet for the podcast awards, please do so. Right. And uh, that, that's going to sneak right up on us pretty soon too. So, yeah, but, um, you know, when you see, I, I don't know, I just, I, I kind of did chuckle a little bit because anchor announced that they were going to basically allow people to uh, submit their MP4s and MO. Now, okay. <laughs> you can submit your MP4 or an MOV file that you get off zoom or Skype or something like that. And it, they will, they will create an MP3 for you. Right. They'll, they'll pull the audio out of it. Right. right. So right. In, in, this is, you have to give credit where well, credit's due. They're, they're, they're going to the lowest common denominator. Well, this is a common practice though, Todd. I mean, many platforms, I mean, if you really think about it, I was, you know, because this past week, you know, we're starting to, we're, we're going to put new cover art on our video right. RSS feed. Right. Um, so we're, kind of, and I've been promoting that a little bit. So I've been kind of keeping an eye on other platforms, other listening platforms, whether or not they support video podcasts, mm -hmm. right? Just trying to see <clears throat> who's doing what, but pretty much all of them, um, will list the, the video feed from us. They won't play it. When you click play, it just plays the audio. <laughs> so you can submit an MP4 already. It sounds like, but right. it just doesn't play, but. It is kind of interesting though, because there is still not a huge number, but there is still a number of people that do podcast in video. And we mm -hmm. being one of the pioneers in that, they've done it from the beginning, but right. So, you know, and again, the, this audience probably does, uh, they mostly watch on Facebook on the video. So it's probably like 90%, 10, 90% audio, 10% video. 
Well, what are our numbers on, on the video podcast side? Do, do you happen to know? Tom? Yeah, it's, it's, like I said, it's about 10%. So it's, you know, 12, 1300, sometimes 1500 that are watching the video. Ah, okay. Well, the, via that's, podcast. That's mostly happening off of uh, the Apple podcast. Right, program, right, right, right. Or they're yeah. playing it on the website. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, oh, so, I see what you're saying. Yeah, sure. So they come to the website and click. So, you know, and it's, most podcasters don't do it because it's a storage pig. You know, this show is a 1.8 gigs, you know, as compared to a audio file that's, you know, 50, 60 meg. So, so what are you encoding that at right now? Todd? I'm are doing, I'm doing 640. No, I'm doing 720. 720. At about, uh, two point, I think I do, I'm at like 1.8 to two megs, uh, megs per second. Per second. Okay. Yeah, it's about what I'm doing. And and that's kind of the trade off. You know, I've played I played with that a logarithm for years to get to the point where eh, you just bring it up on a TV and look at it and you're like, okay, where you you know, it's not fantastic, not perfect, but it's not but it looks okay. It looks okay. Because if you want to go YouTube H D quality, you know, that's like a eight to ten gig file. You know. Per- Per second? No, eight no, to no, ten total. Total, total right, yeah, right. eight to ten gig size. Right, and you, you know, then you get the you get the quality. So, hey, I think so, what's going on with your light? I think your camera is moving the white balance from time to time. I think you're set up on your. One thing you want to do is check on your webcam and make sure it doesn't auto adjust brightness. Because hmm. I see it brighten up and then, so oh, it does. Oh, once, okay. Yeah, once in a yeah, while, I have to adjust that. Once in a while, it's doing that. Hey Dave, how you doing? Thanks for joining so, the chat. So, what are you encoding the the audio track for the video podcast at? Oh, it's at. Is it ninety six? No, it's at uh one twenty eight. One twenty eight. Okay. Yeah. And the and I just I've never really messed with that. The file's big enough. What's an extra hundred megs, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> right, and it's probably in mono, right, or is it in stereo? Oh, I think it's in stereo. Okay. Well, that'll make it even bigger. But. Yep. <laughs> well, I published this show at 128 too. So. Right. Right. Uh, stereo. <laughs> Being a podcast right. business owner, I don't really, you know, I, shh, I don't have to worry about the storage limit. Right. That's true. Or, <laughs> or, or the delivery bandwidth too much. Right, right. Too much. Every once in a while, Angelo will tell me, Hey, see how much video bandwidth you used last month? I'll look at him like, Yeah. <laughs> so yeah <laughs> i said do so i get Todd, do, I, do i have to pay for that can i pay for that at wholesale price <laughs> right exactly yeah he's going to charge you what a tenth of a cent per gig right uh, no, no comment no <laughs> 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 oh, uh, i did see that spotify announced that the uh, this American Life is now part of Spotify. I thought that was an interesting little announcement. They bought that? Uh, no, it's This American Life is available on Spotify. Now, okay. After all these years. Well, being one what that does has... that tell you, Todd, about, the, about that deal? I have never, ever listened. I've not listened to a single episode of This American Life. I couldn't tell you what it's about, who's on it. Right. So... So Just the you, fact that it took this long for this American life to make it on Spotify says a lot to me anyway. All right. So it, 
please uh, go into your thought process here. <laughs> I want to hear. Well, I mean, it, I mean, I think it gets to the very fabric of the higher end of the podcasting space around um, content rights, uh, access, monetization, all those things. Mm-hmm. Well, all our customers are on Pastor right now, and uh, it's been interesting to see and look at shows to look at because we've got this ability to look at partial download data or partial play data, and um, it's a it's an interesting, very interesting look. And if you are a Blueberry customer and you haven't looked at your Spotify stats in a while on Blueberry, please do as comparison to what because there is definitely a delta yeah between what spotify was reporting and what now my ib certified stats data looks like there is a delta did it drop todd what'd you guys see rob uh i don't know that we've put that out publicly about what happened but my my speculation is is that streaming uh through the ib audio measurement spec is different than podcasting so my guess is it probably dropped. I think but not. I don't think it dropped very much. I think the listening, the percentage of completion, right. is the curious thing that we're seeing. Right. That's true. That's true. No, and, that, that that would make sense. But the but the whole Spotify deal with this American Life, um, there's probably a little bit of a monetization deal involved in that relationship as well. I'm well, sure. I'm sure. So I know that's the direction that Spotify wants to go is trying to get into direct um, deals with larger programs so they can share in a monetization. So those deals take a little bit longer to negotiate. So those of you that are subscribed to This American Life, are you hearing ads on Spotify if you're using Spotify? Because if, if you are, it's very likely that Spotify is selling those ads. But right. it, it, you know, it depends on the deal. So, I can't really say for sure that that's the case. It could be this American life is still selling the same ads. It's just that Spotify is taking a cut of it, or maybe Spotify paid a license fee to get access to this American life. I don't, it, it depends on how the deal was structured. So I found it interesting that Spreaker is now offering a customizable publisher plan aimed at attracting more corporate users. So they've kind of already had that. It's just that it was kind of done behind you know, one-on-one calls, right. that kind of stuff. Yeah, we've been very public about our, our uh, what, what, what do we want to call it, our professional plans or corporate plans. Right. And uh, by the way, we probably say we are much cheaper than everybody out there. So <laughs> I'm waving at you, Rob. <laughs> I was just, I, I'm over here. <laughs> So uh, I don't know what they're, what Rob they're G at Lipson.com. <laughs> <laughs> to save lots of money, Todd at Blueberry.com. That's right. That's right. Save lots of money. <laughs> I know once in a while I'll get an email from somebody that it'll say like, it'll be a one word in the email. <laughs> Cause either I've cost you a lot, either I've cost you some money or you've lost a customer. One of the two. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, Pandora put out that they had in an earnings call that Pandora has seen a downturn in listening. They didn't specifically said podcasting. He says, uh, 
He says you but can track. You can tra- yeah, you can track the change of listening trends directly to commute times. Of course, the company didn't mention Pandora's podcasting. Pandora itself has lost eight percent of its monthly active users over the past year. Meanwhile, the company company star Howard Stern has opened ideas about what happens at the end of the year once his contract expires. Can you imagine if Howard Stern becomes a uh, podcaster? Podcaster. I think it'll be a cold day, and you know what? Before he becomes a podcaster. Oh, he'd be eating so much crow. Oh, oh he'll never, God. he'll never do it. He'll ne- <laughs> and he's such, you know, and for, first of all, podcasters don't help themselves, especially those that are on blog talk radio, because he has a, a tendency to call. They spoof those shows all the time that people are doing those. Oh, I hate to say it. Fringe podcast. And they'll, right. he'll call into the fringe podcast and they'll, they'll spoof being a caller into those shows. And, uh, yeah, doing naughty stuff to them. And, they uh, right right screen call screen call your calls those of you on blog talk radio yeah. Have, just don't let them come straight into your show I, I, i've been shocked i mean I, well, speaking of Howard Stern, i want to wrap up on that too i mean when he took his show home boy oh. <clears throat> that was a humbling um visual experience with that right well sounds good yeah. now but yeah yeah it was a little rough they still a are a little rough it still isn't like being in the studio but right right it is but i have seen more and more of these bigger network tv broadcasters doing a webcam video i don't know if you notice this or not but they'll be on their cell phone at the same time <laughs> right hey meg why wouldn't stern do a podcast he's he's done nothing but bad mouth podcasts for years it's for, for years, yeah. For years, yeah. he's talked really bad about it. He's joked about it. And if you ever listen to it, you know, subscribe to, you know, Sirius and listen to it on your, just listen to three or four shows. It isn't a show that goes by. He isn't talking smack about podcasters. It's, it's a common reoccurrence on that show. Yeah. I wonder what his issue is with podcasting. Because it's, you know, what it's, it's the Steve Jobs thing. It's amateur hour. Well. That's how he, that's how he classifies it. That, that speaks to his ego more than it does anything else. Right. Well, that's, Hey, one, (laughs) he shouldn't feel threatened. Guess what? Any guy that deserves to have an ego, he does. And that's, that's not this, you know, I'm not talking Stern does. My God, the guy is the master interviewer of all time, you know? So you can learn a lot by listening to his show on his interview techniques and the pacing and the stuff that they bring in. You know, it's it's pretty incredible how they run that show, but they've got a big team, and I know. But Stern wraps himself around with uh, a bunch of other personalities, right? Too. Great, great personalities, and, and and you can't really discount that. I no, mean, no, not at these, all. Th- these personalities add to his. No, they are celebrities in their own right. No, 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 but they add to some of the areas of his personality that maybe are a little weak. Yeah. Is my perception of it, and and it's not uncommon in podcasting for, you know, like I've I've usually surrounded myself with co-hosts before too because it creates a more interesting dialogue yeah. experience for listeners, and and there's certainly nothing wrong with that. I mean, I I had you know when I first started doing a radio show, I had I had three other co-hosts in there, and each one of them had their own little role in the production. Sure, right? I I basically allocated segments to each one of them to come in and present something and 
and then have group conversations where there was completely different perspectives that are presented or on, on topics. And, and I, I always found that to be a lot more interesting to listen to, but that's, that's a, that's a little bit more of a radio thing than it is a podcasting thing. I think getting too many voices in the room, uh, can create some confusion with your listeners too. But if you look at what he's done and if you think about this perspective is he's got the whack pack and the whack pack is, you know, if this show hadn't originated the whack pack back in the day, he couldn't start a new show and have a introduce the whack pack today. It just, it would, there would be mass cries of exploitation and everything else, but because the whack pack's been through with all these years, right? then it's part of the show mantra. It's part of the show DNA. It's been that way for years. Mm-hmm. But if you look at how he treats audience, people call in and they can't talk within three seconds and start getting, he hangs up on them, you know, or calls him an idiot or whatever. He, he, he is brutal to callers. And then when someone comes in, he thanks him. But some people, he's just like, he's very short with him and get him out of here or whatever. Click the guy's gone off the phone. So, you know, it's, uh, it's very interesting, his pacing. And I I pay attention to a lot of that when I've listened to a show periodically. And, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, but again, he's got people on the show that have their, you know, his staff members, you know, they always have some interesting, they, they've got one of the team members right now. That's a, a hardcore swinger and he, him and his wife have been on the show and talking about the swing life. It just goes on and on and on. And, and people are making jingles for, you know, some of the co-hosts and stuff. And some of the jingles are absolutely X rated to the, to the max. And it it just, uh, it's pretty, he'd be a great podcaster. Don't get me wrong. I just don't think he'd ever do it. I mean, do you think that he would change his show format? Why? I don't know. I'm <laughs> no, the I don't think so. I don't think so. And I think he'd probably make as much money as he's, well, maybe not as much as he's got. I'm sure the budget there is, I can't even imagine. And you know, if you think about it, he's royalty over there because he gets his own, everyone else has to share a studio. He's got his own studio. He's got his own room. You know, he's got two channels, right? Uh, you know, once, uh, 100 and 101. So, and he's only on live now three or four times a week. He doesn't even need live and everything else is replay, but he's got all this years of content. Can you imagine? Okay. So for us, we're on an hour and a half now, twice a week, but this right. guy's got five and six hours of, you know, some days he was on some years, he was on five days a week and they've got all this material that they repurpose right. and run it on non live days. You don't even know that they're not live sometimes. Yeah. So, you know, and, and again, I think I listen to a lot of people that have successful shows because I'm just like trying to get ideas. Right. Mm-hmm. So, but still Stern does, of course the, the caliber of interviewees he gets. And I think it's just kind of like almost, you know, if you think about how we do our show where we're like, we don't really hold any, we don't hold bars on people. We don't hold back. Although we're respectful for guests, the difference is when he brings guests in, it's like they are really, because he just digs and digs and digs and digs right. and get them to open up and tell stuff that they would never tell before. So he's, he would make a great intelligence officer <laughs> in, in being able to uh, 
interview somebody because he, he just talks to him enough and enough. And finally he drag, drags everything out. Yeah. Just pulls, pulls as much info out oh, of them as yeah. he can. And, right. and if you think about doing interviews, if you can start pulling stuff out of people that they would never, and they're comfortable enough to tell him, even though they're listening, he's on a, you know, probably got a million people listening to him. Mm-hmm. It's just like, you know, it's deep. Yeah, um, it's interesting. The the interview he did with uh, Hillary Clinton uh, several months ago. I mean, they that was written up everywhere as one of the most remarkable interviews yet of her. So, you know, regardless of your politics, just hearing some of those things that these politicians say is just when you get them off guard a little bit. So did you see this article, Todd, uh, in Axios talking about Apple doubles down on news podcasts? No, I did not. So it says um, Apple Podcasts has launched an updated news category in the U.S., Canada, U.K., Australia. A a spokesperson tells Axios uh, why it matters. Podcast consumption for the news as a category is skyrocketing, according to data from the Podcast analytics company, PodTrack. <laughs> well, interesting. My, my Geek News Center show's numbers are up. Mm-hmm. This show's numbers are up. And we're really not talking news. We're just, well, we are to extent. Yeah. Yeah, I would say we try and walk that line a little bit and talking about podcasting news mm-hmm. trends and, um, you know, kind of how, how to podcast. You know, like you say, if you listen to this show, it's like uh, getting a PhD in podcasting, right? That's our yeah. tagline. Meg, I listen to a sampling of shows. And, uh, you know, if I've said for many, many years, and right now I'm down a little bit, I typically try to listen to a hundred new shows every two weeks. It's not, I'm, I'm a little behind maybe in the last month, but of those I'll pick out a few. And I just look, I just listen for things that people are doing. It, it kind of, it's like, after you've been in, been doing this for so long, you can become an old dog and not. So I just listen for stuff that will trigger me. And I write little things down every once in a while. And I hear something. Like, well, that's interesting concept. I've stole stuff from shows for many, many years. Okay. So for my podcast, I do for my tech show. I change my intro just a little bit. I change my intro a little bit. Now, and someone should be able to pick this out where this came from. This is how I start off my Geek New Central Tech Show. And it's just a small little change to my how my intro's been for years. It says, This is Geek New Central. My name is Todd Cochran, coming to you from FEMA Region 5 in the new media production studio hideout designed by Audimute.com in Coldwater, Michigan. Now, what part of that intro do you think I stole from a specific show? Hmm. The FEMA Region 5 quote came from another show. Right. Probably uh, Adam Curry's podcast. I stole that from Adam Curry's show. Right. Because he's in FEMA Region something else. I thought, oh, that's pretty cool. You know? So that little piece I stole from someone. And then another thing that I stole, and I stole it from a tech podcast member, is just one thing in my intro that I changed. I can, I said, I used to say, listen on your smart home device. 
use the keyword to launch the device and say, play the podcast Geek News Central. What I changed it to now is listen on your smart home device. Use the magic word to launch your smart home device and say, play the podcast Geek News Central. Just a little small, instead of saying L-E-X-A or the magic keyword, the magic word to launch, mm-hmm. it's just little, and it's just stuff like that that I pick out because I heard uh, one of my tech podcast guys say, say the magic keyword to, you know, and say the, you know, play the podcast Geek News Central. I was like, oh, that's pretty smart. So it's just tiny, it's just little itty bitty things here or there. That tweaks. I pick up on just tweaks, and then it's tweaks not- is that's exactly what I like to call it. So, sometimes changes in your podcast don't have to be big; they, no. they can just be tweaks, little things. Yep, right. And over time, those tweaks turn up into impactful things. I, I think potentially right. because you know I'm trying to get them to listen to the smart home device, and they say, you know, say the keyword play the keyword. What, what the hell does a keyword mean? Keyword means nothing. But when I tell them use the magic keyword, Oh, oh wow. it's magic. Oh. God. It, it's just, it just rings a little different. It's just a stupid little change. But if it, it mounts for half a percentage, more people going to their, their right. Google home, the LAXA device, or, you know, it sounds, it sounds more interesting, right? Yeah. It's, it's got a little pizzazz to it, mm-hmm. which is what you need to have in your show. And I, and it's just, again, small yeah. tweaks here or there. Yeah. So Todd, there's a new, uh, uh, research webinar that's going to happen from the Edison folks coming up tomorrow. Oh, I'm so busy. I probably will miss that one. Are you going to watch? Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I was. I was just looking at thinking I might sign up for it. It's the smart audio report Mm -hmm. spring 2020 webinar from NPR and Edison research. Uh, It's an annual study. um, How consumers are using their voice enabled devices amid COVID-19 pandemic and quarantine measures. Mm. Um, It's, it's tomorrow, April 30th at 2 PM Eastern. So, so it'll be on zoom. So one thing, did Pod News miss a date? Because I did not get the newsletter on Monday or Tuesday. Did did you did something did maybe I just maybe I should check spam, but I don't have a, a pod news from the twenty seventh or the twenty eighth. Did you get one from them on the twenty seventh or twenty eighth? Uh there is one from the twenty seventh. And the 28th, yes. Uh, so I'll have to go over to their website. Something happened, James. I didn't get two of your newsletter. It's been steady. I've got them all here in a folder, and I haven't missed a one, but I missed those two. Is it possible your spam? Potentially. I'll have, usually, right. if it picks it up, then it throws everything in there. But um, Right. Yeah, that on the 27th, just a couple of days ago, um, Apple slow to update new episodes was the lead story yeah here, here they are they're in spam huh oh they oh they were in spam yeah okay. two of them really weird that never happens all right let me mark this not spam <laughs> right wow two of them well yeah i don't ever go look in spam hardly ever so so it it looks like that the new source next the next web uh 
PNW gave glowing reviews to the new Google Podcasts iOS app. Oh. That was interesting. And I, I was pretty impressed with that iOS app from, from Google. I, I haven't it was, loaded it, to be honest with you. Oh, you haven't? No. Yeah, yeah I think it does a nice job. I think huh. it's simple, easy to use, um, which I don't know that I can entirely say the same thing about the Apple podcast listening app. Mm-hmm. So I think it's it's a little clearer to understand how that app works, and it may be an app that may be really good for new podcasters or new podcast listeners, I might say. So, yeah. Oh, this is interesting, and maybe this is what triggered his uh, promotion, podcast promotion thing, is there's an article in here about a YouTuber that talks about how much he paid for YouTube video to be viewed, viewed a million yep. times. Yeah, I was going to talk about that. Wow. <clears throat> so how much did she spend? Um, Let's look. She'd break it down. She paid, um, here's the video I made, how to pose in photos. When I wrote this video, 3,907,000 3, views. I made uh, $1,275 on it, which is horrible CPM. Horrible. Horrible. Think about yeah. that. And yeah. uh, did yeah. she... That's really low. She said, normally I would expect a video with 3 million views to make between 6,000 and 15,000. I even had one video with 2,000 video views make $40,000. On average, my videos are made over. Yeah. So she still doesn't say how much she spent. Maybe that's down here at the bottom of the article. Oh, here's the playback. CPM was $4. Okay. I'm just trying to dig down through this and found out what she actually, she paid for this. But if you think about that CPM, that she's talking about a dollar CPM, uh, just think podcasters, if you're running ads, typically you can get about $25 gross right now for, for ads, pretty, 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 re, pretty much given go price. Right. So she got $4 and eight eight cents uh, per thousand playback in the United States. Mm-hmm. And she got a uh, dollar 16 in India. And YouTube takes and, 45% of that. So she only really got 58, 58 cents, cents per 1000 views. My God, you need to, that's horrible. Wow. Yeah. So she had some other videos that made good money. I don't, uh, she didn't really say how much she paid for that. Oh, no, that was the, that was the, the kicker here, right? Oh, this yeah. is how much you two paid me. I thought the article was how much she paid. Oh, how much she's paid by YouTube for video viewed a million times. All right. Right. So, right oh, I'm right. sorry. So I was thinking she paid for views. Okay. Yeah. Right. No, no. I think that that's a different article that you're referring to talking about. That paid promoter. Yeah, that was a podcast promoter who says he's sounds like he's working with a lot of top podcasters to build their views. You know, we've got lots of fraud prevention. <laughs> and you yeah, would, and I get uh, I get contacted by these podcast promoters all the time on LinkedIn. They're they're constantly trying to friend me and contact me, and and it's like, really, you, you you're going to do that to me? And 
it's it's interesting um, what you can learn when you how should we say this you you give them a no you right. you give let me just mm, be careful here L- let's say you say um, I want you to drive my downloads up and you pick a file that specifically you know that's you're you're going to use that as a test agent and then you don't have that published anywhere else and then you look at all where all that traffic comes from and record all those ips and it's pretty easy to build up a how should we say it a database of um of of the ips that they use to do this with right right? the fraud yeah yeah and and where they come from right they're not very smart that's the that's the I just, I would just say that they're not very smart in the, in the tactics well, they employ. Well, they're counting on nobody else being very smart. That's right. About this, right. right. And, and really probably not caring. Right. Too much. Right. But you know, when you've been, you've, you know, you spend a little money with them and then give them a target media file and uh, they don't care if it's on Apple podcast or not. Cause right. they're not going and hitting play and, and, and a, in most part, and not in the Apple Podcast app. Well, unless they have like a thousand iPhones sitting on a rack. No, right? all you need is a um, <laughs> all you need is a bot to pretend to be an iPhone, right? Or pretend yeah. to be an Apple Podcast app. You, it's just a script, and it's a script running on a phone. It doesn't have to be the actual app. Well, Todd, and you've seen those pictures because I've seen them online too. We're, 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 right, where there's thousands. There's of, like rows and rows and rows of old iPhones. But you, no one's used to do this. But it's but stupid to do that. Right? No because, one's going through and clicking those. They're using an. They're running a program and making those phones do that. So right, 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 right. And it's all going to be unless they switch the IPs all the time. Half of them are going to get blocked anyway. So or not counted. Right. Or if they change the, there's many ways to try to trick the system. Right. And if you're not really watching all those variables and doing the cross-checking. Right. And when you do, you, this big spike shows up and it's like, oh, look at you. Let me just blacklist you for, uh, you know, for the right. next 90 days or whatever it yeah. may be. And a lot of the hosting platforms are doing that exact same thing <laughs> <laughs> so you know your million right. downloads turns into a hundred <laughs> right yeah and oh. you know and it's if and most times people are now just trying to beat the apple apple rankings they're not actually trying to beat download numbers to be paid more yeah because most hosting platforms won't show those numbers anyway yeah so yeah. There's always a countermeasure. There's always a counter. You just have to, you know, you have to be willing to play around a little bit. And it's it's kind of fun to to watch how they build their tactics and and uh you know yeah. be, become a how should we say become a customer and give them a a bucket to you know to to collect the information from. Yeah. So yeah. totally. But uh Anyway, it is it is uh it is fun to watch, but the going back to the YouTube getting paid, you know, it's I want to let's just see, okay, three million. Let's just do the math here on what she could have made if she'd been a podcaster and got. Of course, not a lot of podcasters are getting three million nine hundred seven thousand downloads. 
But if she was, you know, this is pretty simple math here. She could have potentially made about $97,000 on that, uh, on that single episode. And instead she made $1,275 in YouTube. And here's the thing that's really, really horrible. And this is where you see where YouTube is making money. So, well, she says YouTube's taken 45%. Y- have you ever bought advertising on YouTube? It's usually 4 to $6 CPM. Right. Yep. So are they really doing 50% revenue split or 55-45? Right. Makes you wonder. It does. But nowhere near what a potential podcaster can make if they could sell that much inventory. That's true. That's true. It's a completely different advertising medium. Or you get your video deplatformed like two doctors did out in Chicago. Right. So, you know, here's the thing that's kind of funny about that. You've got two doctors, educated doctors, that put a video up on YouTube that got pretty well covered in the press almost across all networks. And YouTube took it down. And uh, deplatformed these guys, these two doctors, because they didn't, YouTube didn't believe that uh, what they were saying was true, an alternative view that was based in nothing but uh, math that had come out of Stanford and a few other places. And right. yet they deplatformed them. So I go back to this thing about podcasting is, is you can't really truly be deplatformed. No, you can't. I agree. Yeah. You might get taken off Apple Podcasts or someplace like that. It's rare, but, uh, you know, these guys didn't have a place to share their message other than that. And guess what? They got deplatformed off there because it's their platform, their rules. It is a concern, yep. though, if you think about it. Yeah. Yeah. No. It, yeah. It's a reasonable concern in this, in, in this world today. Hey, Todd, did you see in the podcast movement uh, newsletter, um, pod? was it Podmove newsletter um, that they had an article about um, how to monetize for beginners? No, I did not see that. Of course, half the so, time again, I'm skimming that newsletter. It's, right. right. So what'd they have to say? Well, they, I think they gave some wise advice um, about, you know, about building your audience before you try and monetize. Mm-hmm. Right. Which, which is an important factor. Um, no matter what kind of, monetization strategy that you take but the the first one that they list is affiliate marketing oh um which has its own kind of stack of issues yeah um and then crowdfunding listener support which is the other one that they have listed here adding a paypal button what they recommend patreon supercast uh, um glow.fm is another one but it wasn't listed here um and let's see, Kickstarter, Indiegogo, those kind of platforms sell your products and services on your website. They don't really talk about advertising too much. So, here, here's the thing I think about affiliate marketing. Yeah. Um, I've done a, a fair amount of it. And, yeah. well, you have to be totally vested. If you're going to do affiliate marketing, I mean, you have to go after it tooth and nail. And, um, right. You know, you use commission junction or someplace like that. And usually the, 
the affiliate rewards are, are not that great. You can shop around for products that you like today that you're using that you can endorse. Um, for a long time, I was a big fan of Hertz. I was running Hertz as an affiliate. I did okay with it, but I had to make a dedicated landing page. I had right. to do a number right. of things really to try to generate Hertz affiliates. And I pounded into my audience, if you're going to rent a car and it's going to be with Hertz, come and click on my affiliate. And so I tried to make a use case for my audience, a reason to use it. And, you know, the average person that isn't traveling, they may rent a car once a year or maybe never, or maybe once or twice, but people that are business owners. So I had a lot of my audience that was traveling a lot. So they were using the Hertz affiliate and I would make four or five bucks a rental or something like that. So it takes a lot of four or five bucks to make some money. So you got to pick something that your audience is going to buy or do. Right. Right. And then hammer it. You know, and remind right. and it's a, it, it's, it's a pay for performance model, right. right. Which is certainly a popular, um, advertising methodology in the podcasting space. It's actually kind of where this all started. Um, really, if you take on an affiliate program like this, you're really taking on a pay for performance, um, type of advertising relationship is what you're doing. You're, you're a little bit more in control, uh, than I think a typical pay for performance right. campaign. Right. Um, so there's some advantages on, on that side. Um, you can also, you can pick and choose which one that you want, um, to, to run with. I, I think it puts the podcaster in a little bit more control, um, which can be helpful. Yeah. So but there's definitely s- some advantages, but you do need scale even to be able to get anything out of this. But you know, the point I was, uh, the things I've tried to align with over the years is that it would be stuff that people in my audience would be buying on a regular basis. Right. And something that, um, the way I framed it was, is okay. You can be on our insider program at Geekness Center for two, five, 10, 15, 20, $25 a month or 6.7 cents a day, be an insider or, or click on my <clears throat> affiliate link for Hertz. It's just like an in-kind, it's just like a in-kind show donation. I I said, it's, it's, you're making a donation to the show anytime you use one of my affiliate codes. Right. Exactly. That's how to present it. You know, it wasn't go buy this. Right. It was, here's how you help the show by clicking on, clicking on this link. Yeah. I think it's a better way of presenting it. Right. but, But it needs to be, I would love to do a campaign like that with this show. Uh, find a product paper around toilet paper. (laughs) Yeah. That's something everyone buys. Well, everybody is looking for it right now. Unfortunately, uh, Amazon has cut their affiliate, uh, their affiliate, uh, things by, you know, everyone's complaining about Amazon's affiliate payments now because they've went down. Guess what? Amazon doesn't need affiliates anymore. So what, They've what got do you, more business than they can handle? Todd. Yeah. What do you buy now on a regular basis that if we made that available as an affiliate link that you would click to support the show? So you tell us it's, you know, sure. We're going to go out and tell you to buy a microphone, but you only buy it once. I want something you're buying every month or every week or every week that you can support the show just by clicking on the affiliate link. It doesn't have to right. be Amazon. We can go find and we can find affiliate deals all over, but if if you can train your audience 
Well, it can be like pet food, Todd. Right. It can be like uh, diapers. It can be toilet paper. I mean, because you, right. you can put those on a subscription right. on Amazon, right? And, and, and it's a regular thing that they just ship out to you every two weeks or whatever right. it is. So you have right. to find something that your audience is buying every day or every week or every month, right. not every right. day. But get them to use that to support your show. It's a lot easier for them to, because they're not spending more money. And sometimes they actually get a discount. Click on that link or remember that promo code. The key is you got to train them, got to train them, got to train them, got to train them. Right. To, to use that, to click on that link. And it takes work. You have to hammer that in every show. Don't forget when you get, you know, was, you know for me, it was like, right. I, and I actually had an affiliate page, dedicated right. affiliate page on my website. And do I still have it? I, I called it something. I think I called it deals. Right. No, that, that, that makes perfect sense. But it's not really deals. It's more like, you know, support the show right. kind of right. stuff. But, but it could be viewed as a, as a deal if it is, in fact, less expensive than buying it elsewhere. Yeah, let me find but, it. But that, that may not be the goal that you want to have with it either. What you want to have is, is the value is supporting the show that you, that right. you like. Right. Oh, here it is. What did I call it? Oh, I called it Amazon. Uh, Geeknesscentral.com forward slash Amazon. And see if I can, come on, show the screen. So it included stuff like HBO, Amazon Prime, you know, it's, it's stuff that you're, you know, and come over here and click on the link, Amazon, you know, what basically I get the commission every time you buy through this page and it was easy right. to set up. Right. There was another one. There was another page I had. If I, there's no dynamic ad insertion you have to set up there. There's nope. really nothing other than maybe doing, doing a little voice uh, mention of it um, on your, on your podcast every week. It right. doesn't even have to be a long pitch it can just yep. be something you do at the beginning of the show, the end of the show, somewhere in the middle Maybe you can talk about one of the products. Okay, here, here's you think has a a strong connection with your audience. Here's another one. Health. When I was going to the gym, these were the supplements I was using, and I was going through. And this is a, I said, you know, I I'm not been in the gym for a while, but this is a, you know, these are the products I was using. And if you want to, you know, if you want to buy the product I'm using when I go to the gym, my supplements. This is what I'm, you know, click and buy it. And actually, right. the return on that was pretty good for the health stuff. So again, it was in all, again, it was just trying to push the, cause every, you know, maybe it's two bucks or three bucks or whatever. So if it's two bucks, that's my lowest donation level for my show per month. One product a month buying through me, I get a $2 affiliate, um, sale. And some of those vitamins maybe only buy every 90 days, but still enough people you can push that stuff so in one other place to go look for affiliate programs is um it's a site called commission junction but it's at cj.com yeah cj and they do have a lot a lot of a lot of affiliate programs they've actually been around for a very long time um so in in, in doing this I'm not sure about the commission rates anymore, Todd. Have you heard? It's, it's all over the place. I have an account on CJ and uh, I, I do stuff all the time over there. But here's what I'm going to warn you about CJ. Right. Is that 
how do I say this? Um, I have a feeling I know where you're going here, but yeah. Click the link. Tell your audience to come to your webpage and click the link. Don't ever let them use a promo code from any right. CJ deal. Right. This is key. And I say it again. If, if, the, if the affiliate offer that you're offered is provided a, a, a promo code, do not. Tell your audience, click the link. Right. That's, the, that's all I'm saying about CJ is click the link. <laughs> if you don't click the link, I can almost guarantee you, you will not get paid if they just use the promo code on the website. They have to have a proof of your transaction, transaction line coming through that you actually drove them there. That you're Because if, if someone steals promo codes all the time and puts them on promo code sites, but what you'll notice on those promo code sites, they'll often say, click the link to see the promo code. Well, what they have done, I'm going to take this call real quick and tell this guy he's going to have to call me back. Okay. But um, yeah, I was lo looking around online too, and another one that looks kind of kind of interesting is one at Shopify, uh, and that's uh, Shopify.com. They do have an affiliate program, um, but I'm not sure... I haven't used it, so I don't know, but it looks like it does possibly pay fairly well. Todd, Todd are you familiar with the Shopify affiliate program? Uh, not very much, but I did want to go back and we'll come back to Shopify. But I just wanted to say that um, when you go to these coupon sites, they'll say, click the link to review the coupon. What they've done is they've set their, they've set their referral code as a cookie into your computer. And even though if you see that code that they've revealed and you go to the website and you use that code, that code may have been my code. Right. But because you clicked on the link, you've set the cookie, the coupon site gets the deal. Right. So don't. So it's whoever did it first. Whoever right? did it first. So don't. They trick well, you to. That's not how long the cookies last. Oh, some of them are 30 to 90 days. Right. So, so don't buy from a, if, you know, again, if you have, if you're, you make sure you tell your audience and this is critical. Again, come to the website, go to the page, click on the link, buy the product. Right. Now, why I had to work with GoDaddy is I told GoDaddy, I trained my audience to use the promo code, which I did. Never told them to click the link. I told my audience for years, go to GoDaddy, enter the promo code upon checkout. Because when they switched me onto a new system three or four years ago, all of a sudden my referrals went down. And, it, and I was like, something's wrong. Something's wrong. They used the code usage couldn't have dropped 80% in one month. It's right. impossible. I said, yeah. I've trained my audience to use the promo code at checkout. And lo and behold, they went back and looked and said, oh, yeah. All we were looking at was your link click through, not the code entry. And they had to go back and recalculate. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. 
dun, 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 right. right. I, I'm just, what I've just gave you, everyone, is, I mean, like, you may have never heard this before. And if you haven't, this is some serious insider baseball stuff and affiliate stuff. Mm-hmm. So don't trust the code. Trust the click the link. Right. Because that's going to that's gonna associate that transaction to your account. To your account. Right. Not accidentally credit somebody else's account. And if you basically, if, if you want to summarize what you just and said. And if you've been shopping somewhere on that, let's say you've been looking for something on Amazon. Right. And I've convinced you to go to Amazon to buy that product. I, I, you have to, you got to click that link. That's the key. Got to get your audience trained to click that link. Yeah. Because sometimes those cookies get set in Amazon. I mean, I've, I've, I've seen the same thing happen to me where, and it's, it's good for you and it's bad for you at all at the same time. I mean, if, unless you point to, you know, a customer comes in that has done the same thing with another account, right? Mm-hmm. It, it'll actually show up on the screen of Amazon's webpage saying, do you want to donate to this or this as a uh, default? So. And, and that's yeah. another thing that's important too. If you ever run a, a podcast campaign through a, and they require you to have a specific hyperlink on your website. Right. And they're also giving you a promo code. Always, always, always can promote coming to the website and clicking the link on the website. Right. right. You know, versus just going to the website and checking out with a promo code. And I've only learned this because of, some minutia that I've learned over the years on I use that code, use my right. own code, and I how come it didn't show up? Oh, I had to click the link. Uh, advertisers yeah. don't like to pay commission on affiliate deals. Let me say that again. Advertisers do not like to pay commissions on affiliate deals and anything they can get out of not paying on, they will. Yes, they will. And it is in the fine print somewhere. It will have said. Right, right. It's (laughs) it's in their best interest to not pay out. Because you didn't pay. They could have picked that up on a promo code. They could have picked that up on coupon.com. Instead of your website. That keeps their cost of customer acquisition low. And right. you get ripped off. Right. Right. Oh, I could write yeah. a, I could write a mini book on this. <laughs> <laughs> so just click the link. That's all you got to remember. Then you're good. All, all right. right. So what was you talking about? Shopify? I was just going to mention them as a, you know, for, for some podcasters, this might be, a, be an interesting opportunity too, because what this company does is sell shopping carts of sorts, you know, shopping store experiences. And they, they pay like, you know, for certain, um, shopping experiences, uh, or e-commerce experiences, they pay really high commissions, like, $58 for someone to create a shopping cart experience or 200 some dollars on a commission for, for somebody to set up a premium shopping cart experience, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So th- there is different levels. If you think about the, the popular e-commerce platforms out there, 
just go check and see if they, they have an affiliate program, especially if you like them. Right. Yeah. That's the and key. There's a tie in with the topic that you have in your program as well. Like Shopify would be great for a podcast that's trying to help people start businesses and, and make money with some sort of a product or service that they're trying to sell, but they have a podcast that they're trying to promote it through. Um, so, so anyway, it's, you just need to be creative on this stuff based on your, your genre that you're focused on. And I think too, what you'll find is that, um, and this is some weird dynamic we've talked about on the show. If I pay you to do a campaign, a CPM campaign, where you're promoting, let's just say Red Bull, right? And I'm paying you $25 a thousand to promote Red Bull. And then I come to you and said that I will pay you uh, $3 for every case of Red Bull you sell as an affiliate. Right. Invariably, you will move more Red Bull when it's a CPM campaign than you will as a CPA campaign. Now, why? Why is that? I've seen this a hundred times. Why do CPM campaigns perform better than CPA? Because from CPM campaigns, you're trying harder because you got to meet performance. It's something psychological in CPA campaigns. It's like, Oh, I'm going to get paid whatever. So it's, it's a tone difference in selling Red Bull. And just, that's just an example, but it is a tone difference. And yeah. you may not notice it, but you're, I, if, hey, I'm here's here. If any of you have the secret on how to make a CPA campaign perform as good of as a CPA, CPM campaign, come to talk to me. We will make millions of dollars together. We will make millions of dollars together. Right. Serious. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Figure out the formula. Figure out what, do you see that, Rob? Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. So what do you yeah. think the dynamic is there? Mm-hmm. Uh, I th- it's just a matter of driving value to the advertiser and driving value and getting people to buy, right? Okay. Yeah. I don't know what you think. What's your thoughts? I think it's... Um... I don't know. I, I, I just think it's a, the way you come across. I don't know. Right. Yeah. 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 I agree with that. I mean, it's all about trust building and yeah, getting people to have a feeling about what, what your connection is with them that makes them want to support you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, where are we at in time? Well, we're, we're okay. Yeah. Um, I think we're doing okay. So what else they say ways to make money in that article? Well, it was, uh, was it crowdfunding PayPal button? I like the PayPal button. Uh, is probably the, the simplest solution, right? I'm not a big fan of the Patreon model unless you've got a really big audience. Right. I think a lot of people have PayPal accounts i don't i think a lot of people have paypal accounts but i don't think a lot of podcasters use paypal on their website no i think they would rather go and think oh this is going to be great i just go over to patreon well why why do you need to go to patreon to do this when you can promote your own 
listener donation support through a PayPal link yeah. on your website. Right. And, and you're in full control of it. Full yeah. control. Right. Uh, they have what's called smart buttons. Um, give customers the option to pay with PayPal, Venmo, PayPal credit or major credit cards or debit cards mm-hmm. on almost any device. That's actually pretty powerful right there when you think about it. So let me see here. Uh, uh, it says, okay, donate. I accept donations on your website. Yeah. You just go in there and. That's what I do with the PayPal link is donation. Right. And it's just really as simple as just signing up for that and getting the, the embed code and putting it on your website. It's really as simple as that. Mm-hmm. There's different size buttons that you can get. Large, small, it can be as simple as just a, you know, a donate little icon that you have, but there's a larger version that lists like Visa and Discover and American Express and stuff. I've just got a little landing page with all my stuff in here. I talk about it at the end of every show. Right. I tell them, go over to geatoncentral.com forward slash insider, become an insider. Right. And I have plans. They're basically listed by a, you know, I, I have a, a tier system, another stolen idea from No Agenda. Uh, yeah. I got the Ohana level, the warrior level, the Kahuna level, the small Kahuna plan, the big Kahuna pan, and the Atlihi <laughs> pan plan. Right. So, uh, and, and then the I, Royal Council. That's for right. That's right. Once Ooh, you, I like that plan. Once you get to the point where you've donated, and then I, it's just the same thing. When someone has donated a thousand bucks to the show, they get a, they get a, in on no agenda they get a night ring with us they get a warrior trophy and also a warrior club is actually what it is with shark teeth put in it so um so that's what we do with my show at least that's how i've you know little by little and again little by little (laughs) right that's the key word right right things don't grow like rocket ships no not at all and you know and it's slow it's funny because I say, hey, you can donate two, five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five dollars a month. You could start out six point seven cents a day. You know, you'd think six point seven cents a day would resonate because that's you can't do anything for six point seven cents a day, but you can that's in thirty days, that's two bucks. <laughs> if you have you know, if you have a thousand listeners, they're paying you two two bucks a month. If you, you if you can get a thousand listeners to pay two bucks a month, let's talk again. <laughs> <laughs> if you only have a thousand listeners, you're probably only going to get five, three, four, five yeah, percent. Right. If you can get five percent to respond and donate, man, winner, winner, chicken dinner. That's uh, that's huge. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah, but you know, you, you said when someone's got a hundred people that listen to their show, you mean you mean only five of those, or three to five of those will donate? Yep. That's the reality. Yep. And they are super fans. They're P1. They'll be there forever. Yeah. But it is true. Some of those will donate more than $2. That's right. It's like I've got a number of uh, folks that do the $25 level. And I have people that come in and give me 100 or $200 once a year. Right. You know, right. so, and again, you know, when you get a $200 donation, that's, that goes a long ways for most shows. Right, it does. Yep. That'll cover probably all your hosting costs That's for right. a year. Yep. So you know, yeah. Geek News Central, uh, just the website and the blogging and everything is about a thousand dollars a month. 
is my upkeep for Geekness Central for all the articles, web hosting, everything. Just I think a thousand well, sixty-seven is about the normal eleven hundred dollars is mm-hmm. my monthly bill on that. So, right. you know, the goal is with the donations was to get enough donations to pay for the website and the writers and everything else. Right. That sounds about right. But for again, show at the scale that you're. you're doing little by little they come in right right and it grows over you know 14 years one of our biggest donators this show is listening right now eileen i think she's number one i think she's the number one donator to this show so we we want to thank eileen for her contribution to the show to the the new media show right Right. and i'm serious so we do want to thank you yes So anything else going on with you, Todd? Oh, I mean, you know, you're, you're, uh, are, are things opening up in your world a little bit up there in Michigan? No. The, no? Car, the car wash across the street did for one day. I don't know if they got sighted and closed down or not. Wow. Um, but, you know, it's, we're in the middle of week seven here. So you, you, you think about that, everyone. I don't know how long you guys have been locked down, but we're in the middle of week seven. Yeah. And. That's- it's been at least that long, right? And I think what I find, Rob, is when I'm when I got a full schedule, I'm good. But if I've got an hour or hour and a half between meetings or tasks or mm-hmm. deadlines, man, my mind kind of you know, <sighs> I have to like get up and walk around. It's true because to stay what we're Focused. doing, you know, right, I agree with you. I have to take breaks all the time. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And if nothing else, yeah. just go stand outside and look around for 10 minutes, you know, right. it, because if you think about the normal being in the office, you probably mm. get like six, six and a half productive hours during an eight hour day. Right. You know, because you're, you're talking with coworkers, you're, mm-hmm. you know, all the other minutiae going around distractions, you know, those little side conversations that you listen to for five minutes or, you know, all that stuff. So right. when we're home alone, and it, of course, I don't have no kids here. You, you don't either. So we don't have kid distraction. Yeah. Um, so maybe the folks that have kid distraction, maybe that's their, oh my God, you know, please, please, please let me go back to work because, you know, they, they're just, the kids are driving them crazy. Yeah. Um, I believe that's true. So my son, he's got some projects he's got going on. I've been checking in on, with him, but it's a, uh, you know, they're out of school. They get a little schoolwork. It's not like the same level of stuff. And I'm like, listen, you got SAT test coming. Right. You need to be studying for that. And this, it's really hard to tell a junior that, hey, bud, uh, graduation's next year. Um, time to buckle down because you know, this thing's right around the corner and with all this disruption. Right. Oh yeah. There's a lot of, a lot of disruption going on right now. No question about it. And it's, so I, I, you know, again, I'm, I'm lucky I can leave my house and I can come here and work during the day. And, and that, that breaks, makes me get up, take a shower, shave my head and, you know, put some deodorant on and, and come into work. I was teasing one of my team members saying, I'm like, uh, you're looking a little scruffy. You know, and he's, oh, I feel like, I said, just let your wife have a whack at it. See what happens. I said, the worst 
you could be like this, you know? (laughs) Todd, I saw actually there was a post, I I think it was on social media, I think on Twitter or whatever, and it showed a screenshot of one of these guys that are doing a live, you know, Zoom video. Yeah. Oh, yeah. and the camera, the camera was accidentally pointed a little too low. And he was wearing shorts or underwear. He, he wasn't wearing any pants. That's right. Yes, <laughs> so underwear. Over teasing him. Yeah. He had a suit on or something. He had a jacket and a shirt. Right. And, right. Yeah. You know, it's funny because we, um, we're doing some stuff. I've got to record some videos here, and uh, my marketing guy says you have to wear a jacket. And uh, I said, well, at least I, you know, I can hide myself. I don't have to wear. Uh, dress pants. He's like, please. He says, uh, if you're not dressed, and this is kind of interesting. Right. He said, if you're not dressed completely, you will not portray the image you're supposed to portray. He said, so if you're half dressed, you're gonna right. portray, you're not gonna be like portraying what you should portray. So he said, please put on your dress shoes, put on your dress pants, put on a shirt, put on a tie, wear the jacket, do the video then change. He says, cause he's like, it's, he said, and he's kind of referencing what you had referred to Rob is that I could be wearing, I'm wearing pants. All right. I'll stand up. I, I've got blue jeans on. Right. Okay. So, but I could Social have been, proof right, there, right boy. but I could have been, I could have been sitting here in sweats. Yeah. And maybe you are, I don't know, but, Here's the thing. It's like, if you don't get up and get dressed and portray the part, you won't express the part. And I thought, yeah, that's probably pretty true. Right. So it depends on what you're trying to portray too. I mean, I'm, I'm wearing sweats as my whole outfit, but, right. but it's a, it's a full outfit. It's not, it, and it's not like, you know, like rough sweats or anything like that. It's a black fine <laughs> fabric. So, I mean, it could be portrayed as almost like slacks, but, it, but Rob, it's comfortable. That, that, that That's what I like. I am proud to say I own one pair of sweats and they have not escaped the bottom drawer of my dresser even during the winter. Wow, that's <laughs> impressive, bud. I just, I don't know. I'm not, not a sweats kind of guy. So yeah. it's, it's hard to take a pineapple and transplant it to Michigan where it's cold. You know, it's kind of, it's, I can't wait for it because in about two weeks when it warms up here, I won't be shy. I'll be wearing shorts, you know, so. Right. Right. You'll be flashing those, those, those legs. Around, no, right? no, it won't be flashing the legs. <laughs> my white, my, the, the, you know, the shine coming off my head is enough. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so anyway, we're all over the place today. Um, we didn't open it up for anybody. We've only got about four minutes left. Is anybody left? They want to call in for a minute or two. We can, we can do that. We should have opened this up earlier. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, again, I know you've got a hard stop too. So. Right. GNC pod two. GNC pod two. And literally we do have to end at, at, uh, at four thirty. So you've got right. just a few minutes if you want to call in and say hello. I don't know how hard do you have a, like immediately call starting right after we get off here? Pretty close. Yeah. Supposedly, but I did kind of tell them that it, it could float a little bit. All right. Well, so. I, I've got a few minutes to float too, but not much. So, but if you want to call in and say, hi, we'll be back with you here on Saturday, uh, yeah. Saturday at 12 Eastern 9 AM Pacific. Rob gets, uh, to sleep in a few hours and, and 
mosey into the chair about uh, 8.45 or 8.50 in the morning. So, but uh, yeah, anyway, I hope you've enjoyed the show today and um, we'll run this right up to the end of the clock. But any other secrets, anything coming from Libsyn? Any new announcements? No, I keep saying it. That there's things going to be announced in May, so we're getting close to May. All right. I'm just not sure when in May. But is that Libsyn stuff, stuff or coming. is that just normal news stuff from other vendors? That's other, other platform. Yeah. I've yeah. got some big announcements coming too, but I've been pushed back. They say, well, it's not so critical that we announce on the day. Let's make sure everything's completely ready. And I'm like pouting like a little kid. So um, I'm hoping we have something by May 15th to announce. Well, I should have my my full kind of lighting and setup done by, by oh, Saturday. Yeah, so that'd be fun. Yeah. yeah. We'll so. see how it turns out. <laughs> so who knows? I who knows that I may I might have to get a new video camera or something. <laughs> well, know. do you have an old handy cam or anything? Not really. Oh yeah. That's that's tougher. So yeah, yeah we'll have if Rob's looking for a video solution that's a little better than his webcam. So maybe, so maybe yeah. I guess you got to look for a webcam or for a handy cam that will plug into a, I don't know, US, to use an HDMI, then you need a converter. So HDMI right. to USB converter, um, right. Max, uh, Magswell or Maxell or Magwell are the ones I use. Oh, uh, okay. they're a little pricey, but it's, it goes basically plug your HDMI cable into it, plug the USB in it and it shows up as a webcam. Right. Madgewell or something like that. You do that search, you'll find it. Let me actually see if I, we've got about a minute here. Madgewell? I think so. So for all those that are wanting to maybe um, upgrade their their video experience. Yeah, so it's M-A-G-M-A-G-E-W-E-L-L, USB capture, HDMI. Uh, Let me hurt your pocketbook here. So it's M A G E M A M A G E W E L L. Oh, there's other ones here. USB to HDMI adapter. Oh, that's much cheaper. There's some for wow. Look at the price on that. Uh, US. Wow, this is a great price. Twenty nine ninety nine. Holy. Well, that's sw- for UPS. No, this is for uh, this is for HDMI to USB. That's that dude. That's an incredible price. Oh, U- USB to HDMI adapter. Okay. Yeah. So, oh. and that's okay. That's like two hundred dollars cheaper than that. What I was just referring you to for thirty bucks, I'm going to order a couple of these. So that one's off of Amazon. Yeah, is it's on Amazon. Yeah. That's an incredible price. Is, oh, wait a minute. Is Oh, no, 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 no. It's not a capture. Cable converter. Oh, it's not a capture. Sorry. I don't think that's going to work. Well, then, then how is it? This is what I'm looking for. And but this is the one I'm looking for. Uh, USB capture, HDMI, video capture dongle is what you're looking for. Is a HDMI video capture dongle. This one says it's not, a, oh, not available. But this is the this is what I use here in the studio. They've got some different versions of this. Oh but, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that other one was just an extension. But anyway, hey, we're we're out of time. So yep. everyone, okay. it's it's Todd at blueberry.com at geek news on Twitter. And on Twitter, 
at Rob Greenley, and that's with two E's. And if you want to send me an email, send it to robg at lipson.com. Happy to hear from you. It's been our pleasure bringing the show. We'll see you next Saturday. Everyone, thanks for being here. Take care. Be safe. And uh, let us know if you want to come on. Let us know. We'd love to have you on the show. And uh, we need to start working on getting some guests anyway. So everyone take care. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody.